Real News. Honest and fun political talk weekly on the line 90.7 FM. We have a very limited guest selection here today, unfortunately. We have your usual host, me, Sean, and we have Dictator Phil. Uh, the one and only, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no more needs to be said other than that he's already consumed. I th- you've already consumed one Red Bull. Is that your second? This is no. This is my first. This is my first. Okay, only your I'll first. I'll probably, you know, I'll probably have another one. Yeah. Oh, we got some lights bit. going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was very visual. Okay. <laughs> and we have nobody else in the studio, unfortunately. I, I, I told Mikey. I've reminded him, but he has not shown up, nor has he responded yet. So hopefully he's not dead. He's probably fine. I consume probably about a bottle of wine at this point. Oh, okay. All right, there we go. Now it's a party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That that now we're gonna get into the real show. <laughs> well, no. See, I have a funny story with that. So I was going down, and my girlfriend wanted to get this bottle of wine open. We didn't have a corkscrew, so we tried to go and do the redneck version and use a screw and a <laughs> screwdriver. Try to open it up. That wasn't working too well. So we end up going down to the bar, which is thankfully wa- like a walk away. Um, by we, I mean me. And I asked if I could borrow their corkscrew, and they actually let me. So yeah, I'll give that to them. So I go back, try to go and use the corkscrew to open it up. We snap it off. So I had to go back to the bar and bring them like a broken corkscrew. And uh, they're pretty chill about it. They're like, yeah, go ahead. You know, don't worry about it. Just blame it on uh, someone else. So, okay. So I did that. And by the time I got home, my girlfriend managed to uh, get some pliers and rip the cork out. So, oh. Pretty good day. Interesting. I have been doing none of that, um, except I've just been consuming my milk, as Dictator Phil here witnessed. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not a uh, drinker of anything other than wine, and, or sorry, <laughs> other than <laughs> water and milk. I, I had, that was a Freudian slip yeah, right there. Because yeah. anybody that's a, 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 a usual listener of the program knows that I do not consume any alcohol. And that's actually non-ironic. Like, I do not. I hate the stuff. But I don't even drink soda. But I just, I've just had some water today. I've had some milk. I've been working on homework. Uh, I just, I don't know, I haven't been talking to people. I just saw Phil. He was like the only human I've interacted with today. But it's been a really busy well, at least day. You had one interaction. Yeah, that's true. One's greater than none. Well, see, what was pretty cool was when I went back to the bar, someone bought me a drink. So I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> and I got like some, uh, what was that, that fireball? Oh, yeah, I was pretty happy. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, um, well, is anything else happening in your guys' lives? I, I always like to start off like casual now for some reason, see how everybody's doing, checking in. You know, anything interesting to report? I think that's a good thing. Well, I think there's a curse on my family. <laughs> whoa. whoa, whoa. What are we going into here? So, see, like, what was it? Two weeks ago, I got, you know, physically struck by a car. And then a week, two weeks before then, I got hit by uh, some, I got rear-ended by someone. And then now today I found out. My grandparents got hit, like their car was struck while they were at church. So, like, not even God could protect us. <laughs> I guess. Satan. Jeez, you're you're, you're something like fishy a, going on. You're a blues song. You're a living blues song. Yeah. Wah 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 wah. Well, I was struck by a car today. Wah 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 wah. I was struck by a car tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, it could be worse. I'm not dead. Yeah, could, yeah, at least you didn't get hit by a tow truck. Um. Well, yeah. You know, like, well, see if I got hit by a tow truck and I was in my car, probably wouldn't have hurt as much. 
I, from personal experience, I can say it doesn't hurt as much. <laughs> but well, well, I think this all started with me. Let's be real. I started this curse. The atheist started the curse. Dude, I've I've had what what how long have I been driving? So I drive I started driving when I was like seventeen on the dot. Or like I think maybe like a week after that. And I've been in like someone backed into my car as an old man, then I had someone hit my car while I was at work, and then I had like a legitimate someone smash into the back of my car. And then uh, I had someone rear end me recently, and then I had someone physically strike me while out of my car. So that's like what four or five oh, injuries, like car accidents. None of them have been my fault, though. Yeah, well, it's, I can't say the same for me, <laughs> but I'm two for two on me. But uh, yeah, it's just it's frustrating that even yeah, even when other people, it's their fault. It's still an annoying thing to deal with. But, oh yeah, well, because here's the thing. Like, I, I went in this repair shop over by me. They like, I, I called them up. And I was like, "Hey, can you go and fix this?" And then like, they never called back. So I go and call them up again, and they were finally there. And I went to the shop, and they weren't physically in the shop. They were in the garage. I had to go like smack on the door until they could hear it. <laughs> and then it, it took them like what was it, like a week and a half once I actually deposited my car there to actually fix it. Yeah. So it was annoying, but at least they got it fixed and they cleaned it out like in the interior. But they like I don't know. I think they could have done a better job. They they messed up the uh, a little leather strap that goes on my uh, my transmission, like the six speed, the little leather boot, I guess. I don't know what they call it, mm-hmm. but that little area and they kind of like messed it up. They broke the uh, they had like a zip tie on there. I think when they originally made it, they broke it, but it's not that big of a deal. I can get a new zip tie, I guess. I'm filling out the paperwork to become campus coordinator of Turning Point at Penn State. That's happening. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> was that was that a cheer? Was that like a whoa? Mm-hmm. I just took a, no, a slug no, there. That's a cheer, man. We are, uh, <laughs> we are moving you. up in the world. Yeah. I told you we were telling you what, man. You got to get that job. Getting a job and like being a student—that's that shows you how to become an adult. That puts hair on your chest. I uh, I I don't have any hair on my chest actually. Like if you look at me, I'm not. It's like the Italian and that's like the Italian genes went into my hair on my head, but not on my chest. Or as Yuong would say, Roman. Like the Jewish genes. <laughs> I'm not Jewish. You probably, uh, no, no, I don't know, maybe. I'm not. You might. I'm that's, that's too curly for your average shit, I guess. Well, as our humble Chinese friend would call me, he says, you are Roman. He said, "Based on my looks, I'm I'm Roman, not 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 well, Italian, him, Roman." Well, to him, probably like every white guy's Roman. <laughs> Even Phil. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you're Italian. Italian's kind of Roman. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm part Italian, but I'm mostly just like half Russian Czech. But whatever. Well, that's what. Get, that's where your hacker genes come from. I told you, you should have taken SRA. <laughs> What's SRA? Security. That's what I took, man. You oh, major. Oh, no, no, no. I, I got, I, I got to manipulate the ads. You know, that's the Russians in the election, right? Manipulate yes. the ads. Anyway, we'll dive into topics. Um, and let's stick to your Phil. Something we'll to say. Go, yeah. So see, so prep um, there. So we got a l- later on. Oh, we yes, have, yes. We have, we have Zoe coming in the studio. Special guest. Special yes, guest. Yes. Very special guest, right? Yes. Um. So. Um. But she, she's a little Who's late. Zoe? Yeah, yeah. Uh, she is somebody who wanted to, you know, she wanted to come on the studio. So we were like, eh, whatever. 
We can get get some different perspectives. You know. Yeah. Fair. Reasonably fair. Uh, she <laughs> she te- she tells me that she's like super woke, right? Yeah. So that sounds like Zoe Quinn. <laughs> right. Right. So her 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 Twitter hashtag is Zoe the woke girl. That is one word, right? <laughs> you got a hashtag I, open there? Literally, I'm not making you it up. Man, right? hashtag. Hashtag, the, the, what was it, Zoe the Woke Girl? It's at Zoe the Woke Girl. Oh, that's girl. her handle. Right. That's her right. handle. Okay, but if you want to tweet us a question, use that handle or use the hashtag RealNewsPSU. Hashtag RealNewsPSU. Right. Or, we'll, you can hash, we'll ask or you can ask me uh, yeah, at, yeah, yeah. at Fake Outrage Cop. That's, <laughs> that's, that's one word. Fake outrage cop. See, we gave you all word. three different ways, which is like bad advertising here and terribly Terrible, confusing. But you, know. but you can use any one of those ways to interact with us. Or you can just troll. Or you can just troll. You can troll. We appreciate it. Yeah. We are trolls. At least I am. So, yeah. So, I I asked her. So, I asked her because, you know, Twitter, I guess, is the only way I can communicate with us. Yeah. She's not here yet. She's delayed. So, I asked her if she was coming, and she replied, I'll be a little late to the studio. I'm enjoying a delicious quinoa salad. Don't hate. So, you know, (laughs) hey. I hope she's enjoying her salad. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, well, uh, keep on going through me like a knife on butter. Hey, uh, that that's that's a lot to be sharing this early in the show, there, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> no. We just read this is the news. <laughs> in the news, uh, what? I guess we'll talk about first that Roger Stone, my boy Roger, has been arrested and indicted by Mueller. The FBI raided his house uh, last. No, two nights ago, I think, and Friday, uh, Thursday night into Friday, they raided his house, and this was very weird because CNN was there while the raid was happening. They they were either, as Greta Van Susteren pointed out on Twitter, they were either tipped off or somebody leaked it that this was going to happen. But Mueller tipping off journalists is very un, just un, like that's not what you do in a legal context. And it's not like Roger Stone had guns or anything in his house or he'd be a threat that you would have to do a raid. Roger Stone does not own a single firearm. He said that last night on Tucker, and I believe him. He lives in Florida, and the whole thing is weird. He lives in Florida. That's why they raided it, probably. (laughs) Does he live in Broward County, too? (laughs) You know? Do you ever see how much stuff just goes on in Florida? Like, let's be real. Yeah, Florida is a very bizarre state, as we've talked about at length on this program. Between Parkland shooting in Broward County, the voter fraud in Broward County, the 9-11 hijackers live down there. There's, like, gators that just, like, eat people. There was the Orlando shooting. Um, there was, you know, some other things. The bath salts. Know. The bath salts, yeah. Like, well, the state. The guy who was poopy on cars by like hanging on top of a stoplight. <laughs> it's like, what is this place? Like, why is Florida attract all like the retired? I get why it attracts the ty- retirees, but why does it attract like these weirdos? Well, no, I'll tell you why. That's because they have a bunch of rehab facilities in Florida. That's probably where you get most of these so, yeah. guys from. Because there's a you, nice tropical you have rehabs. climate. You have rehabs, right? <laughs> he, he nailed the one. Uh, and then you got the uh, Disney. And Universal Studios, right? So you got all the weirdos coming down there for that. And then the, you know, the rehab. And right. they might be they might be making a pit stop. They might be going to Epcot Center and then making a, you know, detour right to uh to, right to a rehab. I don't know. Well, mm. 
anyway it's yeah a lot a lot a lot of weird stuff but, but wh yeah why do you guys think cnn was at the raid because someone in the administration probably tipped them off so they could go and get like uh cnn points or whatever they get or cnn coin on a <laughs> cryptocurrency <laughs> this isn't the first time either. The this isn't the first time that like that that the uh, there was a complaint of the FBI leaking stuff to the media. This has been happening for a little bit now. Mm. So, well, let's be nice. They need to make money because they've been like unable to work for like the past <laughs> three weeks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah they were trying to get a little extra like dollars on the side here. But you know what's funny also is that uh, oh, what was I thinking? Oh yeah, related to the media. I, I posted this meme on Facebook. It was really funny. I think you all saw that like HuffPo and BuzzFeed like fired a bunch of people or laid off a bunch of people. There was a meme that showed like that that picture that HuffPo took where it was all women like at the border and they said something like really progressive. They took that picture and then they said uh, 10 year challenge and then the next picture was just an empty like conference room. <laughs> And they only got half the story. It was like all white women and like one Asian girl. Yeah. Was oh yeah, it's right. It was like diversity. Chink. And it's just all these like white women oh, and one racist. Asian. Yeah. Oh God. Well, see, the thing is like the NRA board director is probably more diverse than like the BuzzFeed board directors. <laughs> Let's be real. Let's, yeah. <laughs> we should fact check that because it's probably true. Let's get Snopes on that right away. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't like with the BuzzFeed, like the BuzzFeed uh, Huffington Post, like there's a lot of like, it's a lot of opinion. It's a news. It's supposed to be like a news site, right? Supposed to be. Supposed to be. And it's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of opinions and it's like already the news is kind of like a shaky industry. Like it's not like, you know, yeah. it, it is. So like. You know, when you have that much, first off, when you have like a liberal, like a heavily liberal or conservative um, story base, you already take out half of the population. Like you've already taken out half the market right away. Like, and I mean, you, you, you have to treat, and I mean, yeah, you want to make sure that you get your story and you want to get your message uh, up front, but you, it's a business too. Like yeah. if you don't make the money. Yeah. Shut you got you, you got to balance the book somehow, you know. Uh, well, see how many like BuzzFeed lights are out there. They have so many of them, like lip, leftist, Mike, like, you fake know, like, organization things out there. Yeah, like Mike, like Vox, like all those things. And I think also, and Tim Pool is doing a thread on this on Twitter. You know, I'll check it out. Where he was talking about because he's worked in journalism. He worked for Gizmodo. He worked for a bunch uh, Vice for a while. Uh, which is not as good as Versa, just saying. They're the mm -hmm. opposite. Um, mm -hmm. They were good when Gavin was there. And then once got rid of Gavin, Vice became trash. But when Vice, uh, when, when Tim Pool worked for Vice and he worked for all these things, he then left and now does independent journalism. But he went on a thread saying, like, a lot of these so-called journalists that work at these places literally do nothing. They just sit around all day talking to people. They'll look up a topic or two. They'll write five articles a day in, like, a minute. And then they will drink and do all kinds of stuff and like screw around. And he said a lot of the so-called journalists, quote unquote, are just opinion people that have alcohol and cocaine problems. And I've heard that before. Like 
this is the thing I keep hearing though. Like a lot of journalists have are alcoholics, and he was saying it too. And when I'm saying journalists, by the way, I'm not saying the people that do investigative reporting they're actually doing journalism these are people to just sit in office and write opinion pieces i i don't i shouldn't be calling them journalists because they're not but that's what the buzzfeed is framing themselves as is a journalist organization when they're not doing journalism they're just doing opinion you know the actual See, all buzzfeed is is clickbait yes like, they're not real journalism more than like I don't know. Uh, the Wii is a real game system, you know. What? It's just, it's just like fake news. It's like, oh, you know, if you're gonna go do something really stupid, like, you know, top ten ways that uh, The Simpsons is racist. Or something. Yeah. You know, you won't believe number two. It's like the same formula. And people, they have so many of them because they realize this is an easy market. Just this outrage, like mafia going on. Right. Yeah, I don't blame them because they are smart. Like, it is a smart business model. I don't know how long it's sustainable, which is why they're diversifying by doing actual quote-unquote news. But that's starting to become a failure. As we've seen that their two big stories, their scoops on Trump, have been total shams, have been fake news. Everything they've got on Trump has been fake news. Between the Golden Showergate, fake news. And the recent thing, uh, what was that about? I'm already forgetting because there's so much fake news. It was um, something to do with... Oh, it was that uh, Michael Cohen was going to say that, like, it was something with Michael Cohen, and even Mueller came out saying, like, yeah, this this isn't, this isn't true. Like, what Mueller, what the freaking special counsel has to correct BuzzFeed. Like, that's pretty bad, you know? I mean, there, there are universal things that you have to, like, not do in news. Like, and one of them is post- gross inaccuracies like that you like, like if you want if you want to write opinion pieces that's one thing right but like that inaccurate stories uh they are damn it they, they are damaging to a news site like i oh yeah yeah because you, you ruin your reputation and then all it takes is one news story wikileaks has never gotten anything wrong but they're the big bad guys and yet they've had a perfect record but anyway, um, yeah, I was just checking. I found, yeah, what BuzzFeed did say, they said, quote, President Trump directed his attorney, Michael Cohen, to lie to Congress about the Moscow Tower project. Now, first of all, Trump wouldn't do something that stupid, which is why I was skeptical of this. Mm -hmm. And then it turned mm -hmm. out to be fake news. So can't trust these people. And like, it's sad because, look, I took a journalism class here. I said this multiple times on the show. I'm going to keep saying it. The people in that class were lazy, dumb, and did not know how to do basic journalism. And this was a class that taught you that, and it was simple stuff. They taught you a lead, AP style. You start for lead, and then you fill in the who, what, when, where, why. You do all the basic, most important info, and then you fill in some details, yada, yada, and it's all AP style. It's very basic stuff. This isn't hard. I'm an advertising major, and I could do it. And you see all these people here and I'm just thinking to myself this is what CNN's going to be picking from in the job market they're going to be picking from this and we're at Penn State we're not some like you know poor people's college you know or anything where it's like you're getting you know people that aren't as you know um, likely to succeed or have the best access to education you're getting people at Penn State which yeah. is supposed to have the best education in the country mm -hmm. you know and like you when you have and and in today's like social media environment, 
Like when you create create a story like that, that's wildly inaccurate. It it almost gets picked up immediately. Like CNN, like oh, but yeah. according to a BuzzFeed oh, article, yeah, they jumped da, 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 da. and then MSNBC, <laughs> all these, and then and then so then by the when BuzzFeed gets you know proven oh this is completely inaccurate now everybody connected to it looks bad too even if they try to like even if cnn tries to go oh well we didn't know the buzzfeed was messed up but you did report it like you did kind of you know and what's great also is that with social media you can now have the people correct that'd be a check and a balance on the press which you didn't have before Mm -hmm. but now you have a check and a balance that's grassroots you know a grassroots uh, fact checking of the media and it's great but of course Twitter might suppress that yeah but I, I mean with the news you have to get it out instantly quick yeah like these people are getting stories out so quick that they're not real they're missing oh yeah lots of information nowadays like so it, I well, don't know. you can't blame someone to an extent because I understand where they're coming from, which is if one news outlet starts going on, you got to get on quick or else you're going to be, you're not going to yeah. get the traffic. And yeah. I get that. Mm-hmm. But you still have to be careful. You have to think before you act. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, any last words, Alex, before we take a break? And uh, welcome. Uh, Z- I think Zoe's here. I heard a knock at the door. Yeah, yeah we'll have oh, to let geez. her in. Oh, <laughs> All right. Well, yes. uh, well you, you, can, you can go. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, like BuzzFeed, I don't think most of those people are journalists. They're probably like gender studies majors who go and take this and they just think this is what, you know, journalism should be. They don't care about the news. People haven't really cared that much about the news. If you really did, you could go and look online, find it in like, you know, a paragraph. It's pretty, like news is objective and people don't want that. They want the opinions. That's why right. people, you know, they watched O'Reilly when he was still around. They watched Tucker Carlson. Yeah. They don't care about the news. They want entertainment and they want like something interesting. Yeah. Because you can get the news from any average Joe with the smartphone these days. And that's what I think is really hanging the industry. And they need to be interesting. They need to set themselves apart in, in this media environment. There's so much different like organizations out there that do the exact same thing. They can't really set themselves apart from the competition. And that's why BuzzFeed was bound to fail. And uh, you're going to start seeing a lot of that like, you know, dog eat dog world out there because people there's only so many people who want to go and see liberal news. Which will they choose? BuzzFeed, Vox, Vice. You know, there's so many choices, but it's all pretty much the same stuff anyways. You only got like what, like Fox and Breitbart. Maybe a couple other small ones, but, uh, you know, there's a lot more business behind the conservative news media or opinions media. So if that's what you're going to do, you know, you probably ought to go into there because you'll probably have a job 10 years from now. Well, I think liberal news sources that do opinion will still, you know, I don't think BuzzFeed's doomed to fail at all because their business model works. You know, they're getting clicks, they're getting revenue. I just don't know if people are going to eventually get tired of it. They might, but... I, you know, BuzzFeed well, no. could change their strategy, which is what they're trying to do now, which is become more like a Vox. You can get a, you can probably make a bot that can go make a BuzzFeed article. Like, <laughs> let's be real. Let's do like the yeah. most clickbaity, like leftist stuff. You could probably program a robot to do it, and that's probably what they're doing right now to go and cut. Costs. Right? Did you say cut co? No, cut costs. Oh yeah, well, I have to upload that video still because. Mm. We, we had some harsh words for Cutco. Do you know about Cutco? I do not. They're a scam. Anyway. Yeah, they're pretty much the... Uh, what, what the snap-on of kitchenware. Yeah, snap-on of, of the knife industry, but like snap-on at least 
gives quality products. Is that, <laughs> is that the pro, is that like one of those products where they use paid programs to advertise? Ooh. No, they like pay college students to go and like sell knives store to door or whatever. Oh, yeah, we know some people that have done that. We have a new guest on the program. I'm very happy uh, to have her on. I've I haven't talked to her yet. Actually, it's my first time interacting because Dictator Phil has been the one that's been managing this whole thing. So, without further ado, I present to you guys with Zoe. That's my name. Don't celebrate it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, would you like to uh, introduce yourself, Zoe? Because um, I mean, your name's great and all, but like, seriously, do I have to? Well, I have to like I, I, I don't. Well, like, I don't. My name. My name, I'm Zoe. My name does not need introduction. Okay. okay? Well, I'm yeah, sorry. But, but no, but hear me out. I don't want to assume anything. I mean, I, I understand we live in 2019. It's a very complicated, sensitive time. I just, I don't want to make any assumptions because we've done that in the show before and it's ended kind of badly. <laughs> so, what are you asking? Like, seriously. <laughs> just give me, like, you know, who you are, what do you like to do, you know, favorite color, maybe. <laughs> Favorite color? What, what are you assuming? Are you are you are you? What kind of what kind of sexist question is that? Well, 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 a favorite color? Well, like I'm supposed so so if I'm a certain gender, I'm supposed to like have a have like a favorite color or something? Is that where you're throwing? Well, no, no, no. I mean, you know, guys and girls are you know I can have can like yeah, different colors. What? Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. I mean, people, humankind. Oh, shoot. No, I can't say human. Seriously, either. it's well, people I, kind. Uh -oh. It's people kind. You should listen to Doug, Justin Trudeau, okay? It's people kind. Get it right. Okay. Seriously. Okay, people kind. <laughs> okay, so people kind have, you know, favorite colors. Like, I like red. What's your favorite color, Alex? Black. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Uh, is, it black, like, is it black like your soul? <laughs> no, it's like my coffee. I like my coffee black. <laughs> no, no, really. It's probably red. Yeah. Uh, red, red's a good color. It is. It's very if, masculine. If a chicken sees red, it'll just go and like beat the crap out of whatever's red. They have like this evil, like a rooster. There's like instinct to go and kill anything with red. I don't know why, but like if you have a rooster that's bleeding, you have to, or like a chicken that's bleeding, you have to go and like. Cover them up. Man, that's what I was told by a farmer. That's not how true it is. It could be pulling my leg, but yeah, I was told they see blood. They're like they're like a bull, you know. Yeah, that's bull. really that's really violent for a radio show. I just want to <laughs> let you know that. Yeah, but but seriously, talk about you want to know my favorite color? It's pink. Pink. Okay. I mean that's a nice color. It's pretty um cute and it's very, fabulous. It's very. It's a wonderful color. Yeah, I, I like it. I'm yeah. I'm into feminine colors, but like to, just so you know, I'm not. What's I that mean? I'm what not. That mean? I, I'm not. I don't have toxic masculinity. Like I'm a balance. Like you know, you I smell like you have yeah, toxic masculinity. Like seriously, <laughs> it's like we like, don't condone or condemn Gillette on this program. Oh jeez. Well, there's pink. Look at he's got a pink hat right there. Pink hat. Woo! Right there. Spotted. Boom. Going up, going up the steps now. Going up the steps. See him? You know, Gillette's just yeah. a ripoff. Like, I go and use the uh, CS brand, and it's done just the same job. It's got, like, five oh, yeah. blades in there. More than you Ooh. need. Gillette is the, is the Cutco of shavers. Dude, like, all the all of them are pretty much a Cutco. Do you know how much it costs them to go and make that little piece of sharp nothing. steel? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. It, it's, like, literally, like, pennies on a dollar. Do you know how much it costs to go and replace, like, your razor blade? 
Like it's like if you buy the regular brand, it's like thirty dollars for like ten pairs. It costs them probably like less. It's it's like water bottles. It's just such a a wash for them. Oh yeah, make money. Oh yeah, absolutely. Gillette did a wonderful thing today, or not oh, even today. No, they they did a wonderful commercial. I yeah. wish every commercial was like that. You know, um, I think they need to be more progressive. Actually, <laughs> I think they need to go on a commercial where they where they show something a sex change with the Gillette razor. Yeah, you would say that, wouldn't you? Bigot. <laughs> I think that's what they need to go and do. They want to get that progressive audience, and you go and push the envelope a little bit. Like sex changes are human right. <laughs> oh man, I was, th- I was thinking more along the lines of like an Audi commercial, but yeah, we could like we we, we could send them an email. Oh, Why not? Oh god, Alex, you're the funniest well, person. See, what would be more woke if they had a sex change with a Gillette razor, or if it's uh, you know female circumcision with a Gillette razor? What would be more leftist approved? I think the transgender thing, because while females, um, you know. Gen, you know, gentle mutilation is more of a Muslim thing. Like they don't want to get, you know, they don't want to. They, they want to be, but they're very progressive. Yes, but that's cu- but that's nice. cultural appropriation, Alex. That's a big no-no. That is a big no-no. Yeah, Steve, Zoe agrees. Yes. So we would have, like, if we were going to make the perfect progressive ad, it would have to be the former, not the latter. You know what? You no. need to be. You need to be more like Alyssa Milano. Oh really? What, she, is, she she said something she very something progressive. Very wonder- yes. So what she said was, uh, the the black the, the 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 red MAGA hat, yeah. right? That these racists are wearing uh-huh. is the new white hood. That's, right. That's the new that that's the story. And we're actually going to talk about that. It's a good segue you made there, yeah. Zoe. You're very a radio natural right here. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. So, what happened if anybody didn't know on over last weekend, like right after our show, was at the March for Life? There were a bunch of kids from a Catholic school wearing MAGA hats that were a part of the, Mar- the March for Life thing. It's a pro-life sort of uh, protest. And initially, the story was. Total fake news. Again, more fake news we're getting into. Where every media outlet spread fake news saying that they chanted build the wall. NBC said, quote, they taught Native Americans. Washington Post said that the one Native American, Nathan Phillips, said that the kids, quote, swarmed around him. To set the record straight, they never chanted that. They never swarmed the guy. The Native American with those being the drum, Nathan Phillips, actually went, you know, interjected himself into the crowd. He went in there himself. It wasn't the Catholic kids like bullying him like they were trying to frame it as. And one activist from the black Israelites, oh, no, sorry, this was one of the Native Americans, said, quote, you white people go back to Europe. This is not your land, unquote. Now, I I know you would find that pretty woke because there were Native Americans here before the Europeans, even though they didn't occupy 99% of the land. Well, yeah, I mean, this isn't our, I mean, this isn't, it's their land, and we basically took it like the monsters that we are. So why don't you leave? Uh, because I'm already here. Oh, good reason. But anyway, yeah. there were also black Israelite activists there. And if you don't know who these people are, they are a bit um, cray-cray, as they say these days. That's something Zoe would say, cray-cray. The, they were saying, quote, your president is a homosexual unquote which is a homophobic thing to say i would say 
And they also called the group of Catholic school kids future school shooters, and they were using the N-word. And so, you know, now these students, after all of this, are getting doxxed. They've been, you know, they've had death threats against them for doing absolutely nothing wrong. They didn't say a word. There's just one kid that stood there and smirked while the rest of them stood around him and they held their ground. And then L. Nathan Phillips is a fake veteran. He's lied saying that he was a Vietnam Times veteran when he actually only served four years as a private and was just an electrician and a refrigerator mechanic. So... This has just gone completely out of hand. These kids have been smeared with fake news, and now they're getting docs, and their lives are at risk. But, oh, CNN told me fake news has real consequences, except when they produce it. And, you know, do you... Like, the first thing that didn't make sense to me was, do you really think Trump supporters would be harassing a veteran? Like, they're the biggest supporters of that. They wouldn't be harassing one. It makes no sense. You want to know who did harass veterans? Specifically after Vietnam? Was liberals. They were throwing piss and poop on them when they came home and called them murderers. You want to lecture me on who doesn't like Vietnam War veterans? Well, let's go back to the 1970s, folks, and we can see. That's my rant. Anybody else want to give one? Well, so, hold on. <clears throat> well, you see, they should have uh, that that Nathan that Nathan guy. You know, he was he should get more credit because apparently I saw like a news article escape from prison. Like that's pretty skilled to do that. <laughs> like how brave it to be to escape from prison. Like let's be real. Yeah. Like yeah. to go like try to go and do that. You know, what would be more brave, like a, a, a veteran of the military or someone who actually like escaped from prison with like dogs going after you unarmed? You know, that's pretty up there. <laughs> do, well, you, do you agree with that, Zoe? No, uh, it really doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter if he lied. It doesn't matter if, you know, the kids didn't do what they said that he did. They, they did. Uh, it just matters that they wore the red hats and mm -hmm. a woke person said they're guilty. That's it. That's all we need. But they had a black kid there that was wearing a MAGA hat. Whatever. Is he a racist too? Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. He's actually a white kid in blackface. He didn't look close to <laughs> yeah, that. That's right. That's right. Oh, did you see that too? That's right. That, that they were, uh, they got photos from their school and they said that they were wearing blackface at like a football game or something. <laughs> When, <laughs> first of all, this is a Catholic school in the current times. Do you think, and at first, just, just before you even you know, know the truth about the story, do you think a Catholic school in the 21st century would allow everybody to be wearing blackface at a game? No. But guess what it was? It was exactly what they do here at Penn State. When you have a whiteout, people dress in white. They had a whiteout too. They had a greenout. And this time they had a blackout, which has happened here too. When Black Lives Matter people protested the whiteout here, they dressed up in black. And that's what they did here. And they thought it was whiteface. These people are dumb. I'm that, sorry. I'm getting tired of this. That's this not is... what I saw. Oh, I, really? I just saw I just saw a bunch of people in black in blackface uh -huh. and they were screaming at an innocent athlete. An innocent athlete. Yes. He was African American. So is he being oppressed, is what you're saying? Yes. He mm. was absolutely being oppressed. What about the white athletes? 
Well, hold on, Nina. That term "African American" that really offends me. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. Like, let's be real. This yeah. doesn't. You know, you can be a Black American, not be African American. But Elon Ooh. Musk is technically the most wealthiest <laughs> African American in human history. He's whiter than sour cream. Let's be real. Like, they need, I, I just need that term. It's my pet peeve. Like, it doesn't describe someone who's black when it could equally describe Elon Musk or like. I don't know anyone from South Africa who came over here from Rhodesia or something. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's it, it just boggles my mind. <laughs> the face when you're a leftist and you realize the most successful African American is Elon Musk. <laughs> the most successful African American is white. <laughs> like, I, I just hate Dave, that term. Hey, Dave, like, it doesn't make any sense because they are equally like African American. Dave, Dave Matthews is African too. Like, yeah, you can be all sorts of African. Like, you know, uh, you know, Saddam Hussein, you could say if he Saddam. moved to America, he'd be African-American because technically the Middle East is in Africa. Part of it you know? is, like, yeah. That encompasses so many people. And, like, Arabs, they would be considered African-American, but they're not actually black. True. True. It doesn't matter. If a woke person said it, you're guilty. End of story. <laughs> well, what do you think about that, Zoe, of Elon Musk being the richest African-American and he's white? Well, he is... He's rich and he's white, so he's immediately evil. That's how I. That's how is he I privileged? Think. Is that what you're saying? Yes, Did he use he white privilege? Well, he has, he has billions of dollars. And <laughs> are you saying whatever. black people can't have billions of dollars? Well, yeah, of course, but you know, <laughs> white. Well, white didn't people. you know Elon Musk was uh, the prime in instigator of apartheid? <laughs> <laughs> he was behind it all. That, that's why he's so wealthy. He oh, was yeah. actually like enslaving, you know, the black people in South Africa. That's how he made all his money. What? It wasn't because he worked hard and was bullied by people. It was because his parents were, uh, you know, involved with the uh, apartheid regime. Makes that's sense. why he fled to America. Yes. Hot take. I got a joke for you. Okay. You want to lay, lay it down? Sure. Why did the chicken cross the road? Why? Because Trump's a racist. <laughs> Isn't that something that uh, Stephen Colbert has joked about? No, no. Okay. That's some show like that. That, that, that sounds uh, like the NPC sort of joke. You know, it's just a program saying Trump is racist. Trump well, is racist. Well, whatever. If uh, it doesn't matter because if Amy, if Amy Schumer can steal jokes and get away with it, so can I. <laughs> End of story. Did, did you see her Netflix special that came out last year? Of course I did. Really? What'd you think? Uh, it was it was wonderful. It was one of the best. It was one of the best stand ups I had ever seen. I really, mean, nothing is nothing is more funnier than a woman insulting Trump over and over again and talking about sex. It's awesome. Yeah, very awesome. Well, did you, I think a lot of people disagreed with that, and because of that, it got a notorious right. one star yeah. rating, and Netflix then pulled the rating system. Or well, yeah. <clears throat> You're not seeing the forest for the trees. This was actually a remake of Mr. Potato Head. What? Mr. Potato Head. And she did a phenomenal job because she just looks like him, you know? Yeah. She did such a good job, looked like Mrs. Potato Head. But no one was thinking about it. They thought this was supposed to be some comedy. No, this was some feminist, intersectional, you know, remake of Toy Story where she was Mrs. Potato Head. You're oh. a sexist for even saying that. <laughs> well, speaking of... um people that throw out accusations of sexism and racism there was a uh, shooting in a uh, state college actually uh last night i don't know if two nights ago if i don't know if anybody or three nights ago shoot it's been a while I heard about 
It was a Thursday night, I think. Yeah, it was Thursday night because we did, didn't have the TP meeting that night. And well, Jesse wasn't involved. Uh, it wasn't your. It, it wasn't the gun march. It was someone else. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't Aiden. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. anybody we know. You know the uh, the collegian needs to go get that. <laughs> apparently, think that the people in the gun march were like unhinged, and the police <laughs> had to go and like monitor them. Oh, 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 that's actually that's a good point. I gotta mention that. But what happened? Just so people know the facts, because it's been it was crazy when it was happening. Because we didn't know a lot of information for a while. But a Belfont man shot and killed two people in P.J. Harrington's bar at the Ramada Hotel. My parents actually stayed there during Parents Week um, last um, year, I believe. Or Yeah, it was last year. And the shooter killed himself uh, after the incident. And the Collegian also said that he was a U.S. military um, serviceman. And he may still have been on active duty. We don't know. And he did have a lawful permit to carry a handgun, which is the handgun he used in the shooting. And after he shot those two people, he fled the scene of the car, crashed in a ditch, got out, shot a man in the house, and then killed himself. And the wife called the police, and it's been settled. But Penn State didn't release a text notification for two hours. You know, while, after it was all done, then they're like, oh, yeah, best to better warn people about this, which didn't make any sense to me because we have a, they They just sent out that day a text notification saying there's going to be snow. Classes are canceled. There was no snow to be seen. The, what they should have said was there is going to be ice, which there was, and it's very slippery. But it wasn't even that icy that night. It was icier and slipperier before. I fell. I slipped um, five times when getting dinner the previous night, but that night I didn't slip once. Anyway. Doesn't matter. They should, see, they should just take everybody's guns. They should just take everybody's guns. Okay. Yes. And that's, right. that's the solution. Now, my girlfriend claims to have known one of the uh, victims over there, and she oh. says that this was that the guy was like dumped the previous day by the waitress. Oh, it's an incel! It's an incel! Oh, I knew it. Well, it's not an incel. He was just some guy who got upset that he got dumped like a so couple did, days ago. So, so did the supreme gentleman. That's what that's what I heard from her, you know. Do use that what you will, but yeah. that's what I understand as the actual cause of that. Well, that's what I was thinking. It was some sort of dispute or relationship issue because you don't just go into a bar and just shoot people like that. So I, but all the victims I think are are they male? I don't know. Or did he? No, shoot? I think the one girl was a female. I'll say you would think he uh, think he would shoot them. the waitress. Two of them I think two of them were girls, like the waitress, and there was someone else, and I think the someone else was some my girlfriend now. Oh, wow. That's what she's been. But, you know, that's use crazy. that what you will. Yeah, that's crazy. But it but, was... Yeah, there wasn't an AR-15 in sight. So what, what's up with that? I thought AR-15s were the only thing babies and, like, it, everybody. I thought it was, it was like an evil assault rifle. It doesn't you know, matter. It was, a semi, it was a semi-automatic pistol. Was that they a... should just take M2. Just, it, just take them all. Was that an assault handgun? It was a, it was a, it was a semi-automatic pistol. Yeah. Do you know how those work, Zoe? Um, Have you fired one before? No, but I know a friend that does, so I pretty oh. much know what I'm talking My about. My trigger hurt again. Use a trigger. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I I know. I know people, so it doesn't matter. Okay. So yes. Only against white people. Only against straight white men. <laughs> yeah, it was a shooter straight doesn't white male. <laughs> I mean, the, the thing that was weird about it was like when it was happening, uh, you know, I the only news you could really get was through like the police scanner and a local outlet. 
but people didn't know much for a while and it seemed like this all happened real quick but you know the cops didn't um warn us the plan safe uh you know text notification didn't warn well, us and it didn't it happened why, like, why does penn state need to go and warn you that something happened like several miles off campus well i the well it was eight miles off campus and here's the thing a lot of people that live off campus were actually kind of somewhere close to it but you would well, think you'd probably hear the gunshots going off at that point be like oh well i hear gunshots maybe i should go and walk away well because at the time they made it sound like he was an active shooter on the loose but I don't know if Penn State did or didn't know. To me, that's something you just send out. I mean, because remember that when the guy had freaking uh, a rice cooker and they were they they sent out text immediately. Well, he was on campus. That's the difference. <laughs> if they're not on campus, why is Penn State you to deal with it? It's that's their problem. true, but it could go onto campus. Well, they're 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 probably not. I mean, you hear the gunshots. You're like, oh, let's go investigate. Let's get the police department over here. And then. <laughs> Let's go and do that. And the police do their job pretty well generally in state college. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're not so great at uh, getting people who rip up Trump memorabilia and <laughs> everything else. I but that's not that. the judge. The police were actually pretty cool. Yeah. It was a judge who was a leftist. Yeah, that's true. Well, all Trump memorabilia should be burned. Oh, really? Because it's racist. Yes. So even the ones if, that say Latinos for Trump are racist? Yes. Because if. if if Alyssa Milano said it, then it must be true. Just get rid of all of it. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. No, down the wrong pipe. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just been, it's been an interesting time here. But... <laughs> well, there goes the bottle. Could, could, could you sip that drink any louder? Seriously. <laughs> yeah, there's just like a gab that you're... <laughs> Oh man! Oh, that's my white. That's my white privilege to go make <laughs> loud noises like farts and sips. Yeah, yeah. Only white people can do that, apparently. Yeah, the, you would know about white privilege now, wouldn't you? I'm actually Polish. <laughs> apparently, Polish people are not considered white because in the oh. 1700s, I saw an article that the Haitians said that they were, you know, the uh, the equivalent of the uh, blacks of Europe. So we was Polish? And well, if you look at their history, it kind of makes sense because they've been conquered by literally everybody. And, like, you know, Slavic comes from the word slave. And Polish people, I guess you could say are Slavic. Right. Not sure, actually. I mean, we make, we make pierogies and uh, we get killed by the Germans a lot. So. <laughs> That's pretty the much Austrian sons of Poland. Poland. And now they're based as F. They well, are. See, that's, that's, that's ironic. Like I have like Austrian and Polish like relatives, so it's just like you know I can't keep them in the same place at once, or else I want to anschluss the other one. Yeah, yeah. There's a you know. Oh, you have something to say, Zoe? I don't want to interrupt. I know because that's that'd be my man. That would be yes. Very, yeah. Very to toxic masculinity at its finest. Yeah. Um, but I was. Yeah, I was just turning your mic. I, I, it's not man. It's not man. I could have done it. <laughs> I could have done it. You didn't have to help me. I, I, I thought it'd be a nice thing. It I want to like, be a gentleman. Seriously, it's like when you hold the door for a lady. You That's know, rude too. <laughs> Is it because it's implying that you're weaker than yeah, a man? Yeah, so it implies that we're like inferior by some means. <laughs> okay. We, I, I, well, I, don't try to hold open for old people either. Because I was at the YMCA once. I held open the door for an old man. He threatened me to beat me with his cane after I did it. Not lying. <laughs> What? 
Yeah, he tried to beat me up with his cane. You know, he's got his ass toxic masculinity. He didn't use enough Gillette. I mean, there was obviously, but he was taking like forever. So he was like walking the so long, like. And I tried to get him hold the door open to be a nice guy, but apparently, how you know, dare you? you know, they say nice guys finish last, so that's why I should have learned from that. Yeah, how dare you? You should have been a uh, shaving uh, down under. If that was the case, you know, with Gillette, then you would have been cool. Honestly, I always shave. You know, I'm pretty good. I keep uh, I keep myself manscaped pretty well. Yeah. I didn't need to know any of that information. Thank oh, you really? very much. Well, I didn't need to know all about Amy Sh Amy Schumer's uh, vroom vroom down there, but uh, she always happens to tell us about it. Well, you could just you could just turn off the Netflix if you don't like it. Okay, uh, I'm in the middle. I am in the middle of something live going on here, and he's talking about this, you know, perverted mess. I don't need that in my life. Seriously. What were you saying before, Zoe? Before I rudely and um, you know, just inappropriate of me to adjust your mic. Like, what, what, what were you were saying? Some before that. Well, I, I lost my train of thought. Thank you. <laughs> I got off the truck train. <laughs> yeah, like just don't assume her gender, you bigot. That's right. Yeah, what what wait, what pronouns do you prefer? I, I forgot to check that. Wait, what? I'm offended that you would even ask me that. Well, what if I didn't? Should I just not use pronouns? You shouldn't you should just ask. ask. She's obviously a. You shouldn't a ask. That is horrible. It. Yeah, like if you don't know. Uh huh. Seriously. That's I see you problem. I should just be mind reading. You should, yeah. Well, I mean, you're better off. <laughs> well, so what? So what, what, are you, what are you? What are you saying? So if a stranger comes up to you, Zoe, and they say, you know, um, can you do this for me? Blah blah blah, and they use a pronoun then, like she, which is what I would assume to use. You know, would you be offended? Yes. Okay, sir. Well, is it Zer or Z or You know Zach? what? I'm sick of it. You know what? I'm sick of this crap. I don't need this. I don't need this crap. I'm leaving. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. To heck with all of you guys. I'm going to have another quinoa salad. Have a nice day, losers. <laughs> hashtag walking away. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag walk away and uh, go to your Prius. Uh it's nice knowing you, Zoe. Uh, no, she can't hear us anymore. Oh, oh no, we got we got somebody coming back. Who's this? Oh, is this? Is this? Wow, came back. Well, I think we're gonna go. Hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah. Did, <laughs> did I, what did I miss? Oh, what did I miss? I'm at a loss for words. I can't even say. I I thought I saw you coming in, and I was like, "Is it? I don't know. I tricked me here. She, she did she convert Phil? I mean, I don't know what you know what I should like say she, or not she, say. Okay, so so during the break, she like shooed me away. I was like, well, well, do you, do you want me in here too? And she was like, well, what do you think? There's too many the men in here. The less men, the better. Oh, well, yeah, it was a gender okay. gap here. It's scary for a strong, independent woman to go to see that much testosterone. Uh, you know what? I'm like, the, in these situations, I have to just smile and nod. I'm like, look, just what, do what you got to do, and we'll roll with it. Um, yeah. I don't know. It's, I want to move on to a big, 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 big topic that I should have started the hour with, and I didn't because we got sidetracked, but that's okay. I love getting sidetracked. Trump has ended the government shutdown. Now, before anybody panics, he has only shut down the government or reopened the government for now, for three weeks. If anybody watched this speech, have you guys, did you guys actually watch this speech? Just so I know for the record. I had to watch the playback, yeah. Playback, okay, I, good. I, 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 
You didn't. Okay. I ain't got time for that. <laughs> yeah, I understand. But it was important to watch because the media spun it the wrong way. So he temporarily, temporarily reopened the government for three weeks, like I said. Now, the immediate reaction, knee-jerk reaction from the right was, Trump has caved. Uh, we're not going to get a wall. This is dumb. What's he doing? And my immediate reaction was surprise, which is, oh, he did this and didn't get the wall funding. Wait a second. And then I quickly saw for the th for three weeks. It's only about for three weeks. And I went, ah, there's something going on here. And when you think about this some more, it's actually a very smart play. Probably the best play he could do here. So what was the context going into this? We had government workers that were not getting paid for now two weeks, I think, maybe three. That could start becoming a problem, optics-wise. And now his state of the union was not going to happen, thanks to Nancy. Maybe not the biggest deal, but still, that's on the table here. And the Democrats weren't budging, Republicans weren't budging, kind of expectedly. So what did Trump do? He pulled a card out of his sleeve and reopened the government. So now, where they are forced now to have a committee um, and meetings where they do negotiations on immigration. And he specifically said that the experts will be there. The experts on building a wall on border security. So this will be border patrol engineers, people that know what they're doing. So what is he setting up here? He is setting up a situation where the experts are going to say, this is the type of wall you should build. This is where you should build. This is the other type of wall you should build. This is where you should build it. If the Democrats say no and they don't make a deal, they are going to be denying the experts. They're going to be ignoring the experts. And then the government will be shut down again. This will look really bad for them. So they either have to make a deal or the government gets shut down again. They have to fund the wall or the government gets shut down again. And this time the blame will be on them because whatever the experts come up with, the right's going to be fine if they're going to say, hey, this is how we secure the border. The experts say we secure the border by doing this. If the Democrats who say they're for border security ignore the experts, that's going to look really bad. And... Now Trump can make his State of the Union speech. Another gain for him. He can now put it right to their face. He can go directly to the American people because this is one of the most watched things of, you know, yearly as a State of the Union. And he can lay us all down and nail the Democrats. He's forcing the Democrats to negotiate. I saw CNN jumping. Oh, my God. Trump caved. Nancy Pelosi won. Okay. She won a skirmish. But... Why are you guys doing premature victory laps when the battle is still going and it will still be going for at least three weeks? This isn't over. The game is not over. We're in the fourth inning. It's not over. This is not a victory. Anybody that thinks this is over is an idiot. I'm saying that very bluntly. I'm not trying to be condescending, but if you think this is over, you are an idiot. You are not looking at the bigger picture here. And would you honestly think Trump would give this up? He would not. He knows what he's doing. I'm getting tired of the left, you know, per, you know I mean, the left's going to do their thing. You know, they think they got victory. They go, oh, look at us. We got Trump. But I'm getting a little tired of the right. You know, having a little, because um, we saw this with Serious Strike. People freaked out and everything turned out to be fine. Serious Strike 2, people freaked out. Everything turned out to be fine. A spending bill that didn't have wall fighting. People freaked out and everything turned out to be fine. People freaked out again. I understand the initial reaction. I understand that. I understand why people reacted, but at this point, I think we can all calm down, take a deep breath, and realize and think logically here that Trump knows what he's doing. 
That's my two cents. And a rant. <laughs> Do Alex or Dictator Phil have a thing to say? Oh, yes. So I think that Trump needs to just go and shut down the garment just like reopen. I think that's the, uh, the, the obvious solution. Never reopen it again? Is that what you said? Never do it. We just call them an in campus, you know, let's kind of deal with that. Yes, let's, I think the libertarians would be yeah, wetting the themselves. They're the ones who are really wanting, like, oh, the government's shut down. Oh, no. You know, we want to have people collecting taxes. Yes. You know, we won't have the TSA groping us. <laughs> there'd, be a lot of, there'd be a lot, there'd be some downsides, you know. Maybe people who are working for government, like, you know, government workers should probably go and take this time and go and reconsider their position. Because, like, you know, uh, working off of people's tax dollars, I don't know, maybe they need to go and like look somewhere else. Because I mean, do we need the TSA to be government sponsored thing, or could like airlines deal with this themselves? Well, the there. airlines don't want to deal with it because it's a legal liability. They don't well, want no, to get no, no. sued. Like, banks have to go and deal with stuff like regulations. Like they they have all sorts of stuff like uh, the fine gold and all this other junk fine they have gold. to deal with. Yeah, it was like one of those like McCain Feingold Act and like a glass stealing whatever else they had to deal with. Yeah. But you know, they could go and do the same thing with the TSA because nobody likes the TSA and they don't do a very good job of what they do. Yeah. Let's be honest here. Like ninety five percent of TSA like they did this they did yeah. a test and like ninety five percent of like people try to go and smuggle guns in a test row to get it through. Yeah. Yeah. But they that... still like rope you. Like why? <laughs> okay. I think people are a little ridiculous when they when they say, "Oh, the TSA shouldn't pat me down," or "Oh, the, you know, this is my privacy." Like, are you gonna like really worry about them seeing like black and white semi-nude pictures of you over a terrorist blowing your plane up? I know, but they can still do it. Like they found ninety-five percent like try to smuggle something in. We're still able to go and do it. Like if you're gonna go and pat my butt down, at least buy me a drink first. <laughs> well, that's my problem with the TSA. Is I think their procedures, you know, are fine. It's just they don't do it well, and that's why you see failure rates. That's one of the few things in government that I think should be privatized is the TSA. I'm not a whole big fan of privatizing a lot of things. I'm a bigger fan, actually, of the government overseeing it by hiring private contractors or hiring private companies to do stuff. That tends to work better. But the TSA should be privatized, or at least you hire a private contractor or something, because they are a total failure, a total failure. The TSA is a mess. They don't do a good job, and they're making Nobody people more them. dangerous. Yeah. Everybody has a story. Everybody has a story. When they go to an air, air, they go to an airport. Everyone has a story about how they did something. They ridiculous. experienced the TSA experience, and like all all of our, I'm sure all of our listeners have a story. You know, you, you know, going oh, showing yeah. up in an airport, they mess up your ticket. They mess up your bags. Mm. They, I've done a lot of traveling. I've been lucky, but there have been times where I've heard friends have had weird cases. Like they, the, my one friend of my mother's had like a dog, like a service dog, because I think because they were blind or deaf or whatever, and they were like were freaking out over it and they did something stupid. But you know, just well, here's the other thing: you gotta realize when the TSA is hiring people, what are they hiring? You know, they're asking people to do a very monotonous job for a long time. And not many people want to do that. And I want to sound like, love, oh, these are people that are getting jobs nobody else wants to do. You know, <laughs> like when they say illegal immigrants. But this is actually a legitimate job that most people don't want to do. So they're hiring the lowest, like, denominator. They're hiring, you know, very unskilled labor. 
and you're well, not. Well, is it unskilled? Because like you know, trying to go and determine who's a terrorist be a high skill thing. Or no, it, it is. Should. It is, but they're not hiring people with good skills like that. They're hiring people that are bad at this. They're very low skilled. Well, see, why don't we go and train a, like a computer, like a robot, to go and determine yes. who's a terrorist or not? Because they can probably do it better than a human can. Then you won't get all that bias crap. Like, oh, he's he's attending me because I'm this or that or the other thing. You give a robot to go and do it. They ain't biased. Get Tay. And if they are, it's because that's what they see in real life. Get that's Tay do. to do it. <laughs> make it. Yeah, make a bot do and automate that crap. Less no, legal liability and less people groping you. Well, yeah, you but probably imagine. Still the same amount of people groping you. Imagine if you had Tay doing it. You know, the Microsoft bot? Oh, God. Like the, the little clippy? No, Tay. Remember Tay? Oh, jeez, Tay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, now you got it. That, that was funny. But, but no, like, they could probably get a robot to go and, like, determine. Oh, yeah. Like, they can do care. that. China's doing that right now. There was a story in 60 Minutes two weeks ago where they're creating AI that can, on a security camera, tell if you're happy, if you're sad, if you're going to do this. Like, this is like person of interest, like um, uh, minority report stuff where they're going to try and predict crimes now and stop you. Like, that's a, a very cool thing, but a very scary thing at the same time because in the wrong hands, it can be very dangerous. But, you know, it could be used for good. I think, yeah, it's a great solution for the TSA is to have, you know, robots do it, to have AI do it. And I think that is yeah, going to be the future. I can see, I can see a robot like... Uh Step into the room. <laughs> Drop your pants. <laughs> cha cha cha. This will only hurt a lot. <laughs> well, see, like I, I just saw this uh, YouTuber that I watched. It's called uh, what was it? In Range uh, TV, I think. Yeah, In Range TV. And this guy was like, he had a very bad experience with the American TSA. But then he went to Sweden. They had the same sort of thing. It like flagged him for some reason. Hmm. And we had to go and get like searched over there. And they were so much nicer in Europe. But the people in America were like jerks. Well, they tend like to be nice to me. Out. I've never had a mean TSA person, actually. Well, he, well, he got sent to, like, the special pat-down, like, oh. where they really there. And he had, like, the ones in Europe were very nice, but then when he went back to his own country, he was, like, you know, treated like crap. And I think maybe we just need to go and hire nicer people there. Yeah. How do you do that, though? I don't know. Like, fire people who <laughs> do a bad job. Maybe they probably don't do that that much with the government jobs. Are they unionized? Yeah, that's the problem. Government employees are the most difficult to get rid of. Yeah, other than teachers. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 no, because I mean, I, I've worked at. Well, they are know, government employees, teachers. Kind of. Kind of. Well, well, teachers are unionized, but there's like a yeah. like with government employees, uh, like if they're actual GS employees, they it it takes, yeah, it takes it takes a good bit to 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 fire somebody. Oh yeah. It really does. Um, that's 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 another um, that's another positive about like maybe privatizing it. Like oh, you just get rid. Of, you could tell the company oh, get rid of them, and then mm. they just. Well, Trump privatized air traffic control towers, which seems to be working well because I haven't heard any problems. I hope the T if he could do that to the TSA, that'd be pretty awesome. But I heard the reason. I don't that even well, they don't do their job very well. Like, if 95% oh, yeah. terrorists can go and smuggle stuff through, then, you know, we need to go and fix this. Because yep. it's obviously not doing the job for how much trouble people have to go through. But they don't care. This is a government regulation, and everyone else says, you, you, the free market's not in play at that point. You know? Oh, yeah. That's, that's why it's a problem. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the one thing I will also mention before we go to break 
was that on Monday, Martin Luther King Day, Kamala Harris announced that she's running for the Democrat um, nomination in 2020. She's going to be a candidate. And I said this months before she announced, but she's definitely going to be the nominee. And I have further proof of this because now CNN has basically endorsed her. They've trashed all the other opponents and been nice to her. And now Matt Damon has kind of endorsed her. She's already seen people go behind her. She has an awful slogan, I will say that, of for the people. <laughs> it's the most unoriginal, dumb slogan you could ever come up with. But it'll pro it's sure game will probably improve as time goes on as they put more money behind her and they get you know better people behind her. Cause that's kind of what happened to Hillary. She got better later on. But she's a nominee. And the reason I say this is because let's look at the list here. Of the declared ones, we got um, Tulsi Gabbard, who's way too moderate and way too centristy to rally support from the left because she spoke out against Obama. She has no chance at all. No chance. And CNN's well, already true. a moderate voter. Like, that'd be the best person for them to go and run, but they're not no. going to do it. No, they can't. She's too... You know how, like, John Kasich was, like, too moderate? Like, that's, yeah, that's kind of... Like, but we need someone on the fart. We need someone, like... Yeah, relatively hard, right? But I mean, Trump isn't Trump that. isn't that right. Like no, he's a moderate. He's got left-wing positions, like on trade, you know. And Tulsi Gabbard, while I would actually support her for you know some things, or some things I don't. Her problem is she's trying to almost, and I'm not saying this is what she is doing, but this is how it comes off that she's a, appealing to both sides. When you appeal to both sides, you appeal to nobody. And that's what's happening with her. And CNN's already trashed her, and the left already hates her, which I think is ironic. But because she's a whammon, but they're they trashing really, her. They really, the the left really has this like woke meter down. Like you, you yeah. have to be a certain woke to be like you look at look at um, they were giving Ricky Gervais a bunch of crap on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I saw that. Then he's like one of the most left. This people, but he's pro free speech and anti PC. Right, can't can't have can't that. Have that. Can't, can't have that. Can't have that. Yeah, very radical position nowadays, being a radical um, free speech extremist. <laughs> but the other nominees now we also have here are Elizabeth Pocahontas. Sorry, not Elizabeth Warren. Pocahontas, who had that cringy, inauthentic. Hey, I'm cracking a cold one, guys. Oh look, I have a husband. You know, it's too inauthentic. Oh, God. Is probably <laughs> yeah, you should have seen him. He just like walks into frame. He's like, he's like, what the heck is this crap? He didn't even say a word. Hey, he's like, on yeah, the bright I'm here. side, look for for Elizabeth Warren. On the bright side, she, at least she can paint with all the colors of the wind. Okay? <laughs> she's a person of color too. She's Native American. Yeah, you know, one one thousand millionth Native American. But she has no chance, absolutely no chance, because she's just bad. She's just flat out bad. Even Democrats are saying that. So who else? should get her to run though. That'd be great. Yeah. No, I hope she. I hope she's the nominee for the sake of the Republicans. I hope so much. But it's not gonna happen because she's just so bad. Like she's worse than Hillary. Hillary run again. <laughs> she's she basically Hillary 2.0. Yeah, she's basically. Yeah, this is Hillary again. This is gonna try to get her to run. Yeah, give her a third goes. shot. <laughs> Yeah, what could go wrong? Um, and the other one they have is like Kirsten Gillibrand. I don't know if you guys know her much. The New York one, right? Yeah. yeah. She. I saw her on 60 Minutes too. Oh my gosh, she bad. 
She is the most extreme. So two cannons from New York running at the same time. Yeah. That would be great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be. Because she, you. it's so funny about, well, she's from New York and she's in a different state now where she had to, like, flip-flop extremely on position. She used to be, like, pro-wall, anti-immigration. Now she's, like, pro-sanctuary cities. She was anti, you know, gun control. Now she's for gun control. She's a total flip-flopper and she just sounds dumb. When she, you know, in sounds interviews. Like sounds like Hillary 2.0. Yeah, she's real bad. She, she's a Republican, did, and then she not, switched because she probably saw more money in the Democrats. I think I heard, was Hillary, like, kind of? You're thinking Bernie. They were talking about Bernie today. Bernie's thinking about running. He probably will, but I don't think he has a chance. He already had his time, and that's been robbed. And he betrayed his base by selling out. So he's pretty much done. And he's an old, you know, white guy. That I hate what? to say it, but the, the Democratic Party's not looking for that. And if you notice, well, did he go convince like some really radical, like leftist, like like the like, AOC. Uh, Cortez. Yeah. yeah, like like the Cortez, like get them to go and vote for her, even though she can't be president. The greatest <laughs> They get like even if she gets like fifty five percent, but like oh, well, she can't run. Yeah. And then Trump just wins by default. That would be the greatest <laughs> slap in the face. <laughs> You can I think we convince people to go and do that because I want another Trump term. I do too, but I would be absolutely terrified of AOC running in a few years, which I'll talk about as our next topic. But I want, I'm going to talk about a few other nominees first because it's very interesting what you're seeing here. There's another, um, let's see, I did Kirsten Gillibrand, Pocahontas, Kamala Harris. Uh, oh, there's, um, I think it's Julio Castro. Cas it was something Castro. Mm -hmm. Possibly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we need that. <laughs> I know. I was like, he's got the worst last name. So, well, no, it's the best for the Democrats. They love Fidel Castro. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, so here's the thing, though. What is everybody that's running except Castro? A woman. This is what I've been saying. They are the party of women now. They are only going to vote for a colored woman. Kamala Harris checks that big box right there. She's also moderate. She's also likable and fun and kind of poppy. That's her, their nominee that they're going to push. Now, is she going to be Trump? No way. As long as the GOP isn't complacent and doesn't sit this one out, Trump is winning in a clean victory. But if, you know, Beto O'Rourke, Joe Biden, no chance. Again, it's the demographic problem for them. It's not. Well, see, we need to go get like a group of people just to go and like research. Like, we need to get an autistic army out there, like what we did with <laughs> Trump. We need to get that same, like, we need to get people on the fortune, just go and like pay the moderators to just go and like research these people. And meme. See, every little like speeding ticket every time they went and did something stupid. But that's what that, that's what politics is going to be in the next 20 years. Like, like just be like looking for every little bit of dirt because everybody has some dirt on them. Oh, yeah. You can research them enough, you can find something. And that's what's going to be. You have to find like this fake person who's like been homeschooled all their life or like went to some prestigious school that doesn't allow phones. And that's going to be the only people who are going to be able to go and run. Because you saw what happened to uh, Kavanaugh. That's going to be every politician from now on. Oh, yeah. Until we get rid of the internet, which. Unless we have some sort of World War Three scenario, that's not going to happen. See, now what's crazy is think about this. Kavanaugh was around in a time before internet. Imagine when our generation starts running for office where we've grown up with the internet. Can you imagine the stuff they're going to pull out then? Oh, yeah. We're not going to be able to have any, like, politicians. Like, they're just going to be, like, we're going to get, like, some with, like, 1% of the vote at that point. 
and that'll be the the, the victor because no one's gonna like them because there's so much stuff you can dig up. Well, you know, just be pure party lines at that point. You know what we might be able to do is what? there is uh, news came out today that Howard Schultz, the former CEO of Starbucks, is playing with the idea of an independent run this in Good. 2020 Good. And, and that's what i'm saying we could just like meme him into like oh yeah this is your best shot guys howard schultz yeah let's get him in guys he made you made your coffee you like your coffee right you gotta like this president and he's gonna split the vote and uh, well, we get mark zuckerberg to run for independent oh my god nah, he wouldn't do that yeah, the the, the, the uh, Starbucks CEO. We're just, we're gonna jack up everything just like your caramel macchiato. <laughs> yeah. You'll get a you can free Starbucks for life if you vote for me. Yo, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's pretty much what it is right now. Because like, look at how much money it is for like. That's my problem with everyone being able to go and like vote with no sort of requirements. Like that's what's becoming. It's like you know, hey, you like that uh, government welfare that you got here. A Democrat will ensure that you have that for the rest of your life and they'll mm. increase the benefits. It's like what happened in Rome. They had the like free like uh, bread loaf. Yeah. And they, oh, well, I'll give you two loaves of bread. Well, I'll give you three. And then they became bankrupt and they just ended democracy at that point. Did I say that Trump saying democracy is actually the Democrats who are doing that? We saw what happened in Rome. We'll see what happens in America. It's not be much different. It's so funny because I, I was actually reading about the fall of Rome for a class and they conveniently left that out. <laughs> well, that was the truth. That was a true thing. You can look it up. That, yeah, that was it part of it. Another part was like Genghis Khan being, you know, the Chad yeah. Almighty. <laughs> making them pay like, I think they had pay like 100 tons of gold a day or some like ridiculous fee just like not yeah. invade them. And they became bankrupt because of that plus the, the bread. Well, and also what I was reading was that Rome, like the, 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 the politicians were being very um, seclusive. So they didn't have a unified like fighting force around their empire. So people would just start invading it and they could get away with it. Like, I hate to say this, but and then, well, and, well, it was also about like with the roads, it's going to get so and cappy, but the roads weren't being maintained by the government. So that was like hurting stuff. And I'm like, this is why we need government for some things, guys. <laughs> well, there's a difference. There's, there's a fall of the road, like the Roman Republic ended, then they be, had the emperors and the emperors ended because they had these, uh, what was it? I think the Goths were invading or the Vandals. <laughs> the That's why they call them Vandals. Oh, no, they said the um, Germanics were invading. Well, yeah, they had all sorts of people invading, and they like, and the the wars that they had weren't Roman citizens, and yes. that's what caused the problem, and that was one of the reasons. But the reason the republic ended, which was before the emperors, was because they kept paying people more and more to go and vote for them. They were like, "Oh, we'll give you two loaves of bread, we'll give you three, we'll give you five, we'll give you ten, you know, we'll give you food for life," and it just became unsustainable. They were just, and that's what basically the welfare state is today. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you look at the, the entitlements today are ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Ridiculous. Especially for government employees. Like, mm -hmm. they get, like, a, a pension. They get all this. And I mean, yep. you know, they, they did their time, but still, you know, it, we need to go and get that money from somewhere. And, like, pensions, you're probably better off, like, instead of having Social Security, you're better off just putting inside a private IRA. You can make, like, 8% return on investment in there. If I had the choice, I'd do that, but you can't you know yeah yeah it's there's no perfect system unfortunately but i think we have the best as possible in our you know type of country we live in but at the same time i like i said i think kamala's gonna pull it off 
Uh, Howard Schultz, I don't know if he's going to really step in the game. I think he's smarter if he would just be like a lobbyist or some sort of like donor. He would have way more influence that way, and I think that's what he wants to really do. I don't know why he's flirting with this. I, I don't know. Maybe he's not, and he's just trying to get his name out there for whatever reason, but it's it's interesting. But one thing I do, I think people need to realize, and this is why I'm so confident that Kamal is going to be the nominee, is I think people don't realize how little control they have in deciding elections because in a normal election, let's take Trump out of it because he's a totally different you know animal here. In a normal election, the rich people pick the candidate, and then the media brainwashes people to like this candidate, for the most part. Because, look, Kamala Harris, Mitt Romney, John McCain, none of us liked those people at all, but they became nominees because at the time, they seemed like good choices, or at least with Mitt Romney, let's say. But Mitt Romney turned out to be a total scumbag, and backstab Trump and is a spineless, you know, um, conservative. So, you know, what what they yeah, and with pol in normal politics, you need a lot of money to run. You can't just go, oh, I want to run because I want to change Romney things. Had money. What? Romney had a lot of money. He had like some huge investment corporation. Oh yeah. That's all he had. He had no soul. That, that was the problem. <laughs> yeah. But he also had the party backing him with a lot of money. And that's why I tell people, like, when you want to get involved in politics, you have to play the game. And this is what people that have been involved tell you, that you have to play the game to get money. And, you know, like, unless you're like a Cortez that can actually get a lot of grassroots efforts. But even she had to do a lot of activism work before that to get connections, to get some money and to get to know people. You know, it's not something you can just get up and do. Only tr like people like Trump is a rare case where he could do that because he had name recognition and he had a lot of money and he could do whatever he wanted pretty much. But if you're just going to be a normal politician, you have to play the game to get people to like you, to get the donors to like you. So when presidential time comes around, they can fully fund your campaign. You can outspend all the others and you will get the nomination because many of these people are not very persuasive and they're not very good at it. But, you know, you got, there's a fine line to that, too. You, you have to be like with with like like look at the last election with Trump. When Trump ran, um, he, yes, he had money. But he was incredibly efficient with it too. Oh yeah, and like true, like with normally in politics, normally in politics, you um you have to like when you you need take a lot of money. money. Yeah, but but but, but even when you raise money, and I put air quotes on that too. <laughs> yeah, when you raise money, there's a lot of strings that go to it. Exactly, like there's all kinds of like deal like. They generally comes with like backdoor deals and stuff like that, where like it really detract. Uh, it affects your flexibility exactly. of what you want to do in a particular campaign. Where Trump was like, mm. "I want to do what I want," is what he yeah. said. I want to be a real president, and that's what I'm saying when I say the rich basically kind of control this a lot, and then the media brainwashes everybody to like these certain candidates. You're seeing it right now with CNN. Tune in to CNN when they're talking about 2020. They are programming, you know, their viewers to like Kamala. It's like if you because Scott Adams was talking about this kind of like how I am. And I just realized just how simple it is. And yet people don't seem to realize it. Like Trump woke a lot of people up to this. But it's blatant now how bad it is. Here, here's my thing. Right. Uh, I think I think I think 
I know we were talking about this the other day. Yeah. Um, Beto O'Rourke. Now, grant you, white guy, right? Straight white. But, yeah, that too. Uh, <laughs> but but there, he's one of those guys that's one. like, okay, so, so there's a couple of things that I look at, and there's some parallels with, with another candidate um, the, in the last election. He's extremely, he's extremely well-spoken, mm-hmm. speaks very well. Um, he's liked by the younger crowd, um, liked by the, uh, he got like in his district, I think he got what, 90 some percent of, of the African-American vote. Yeah. Like that is like very like, uh, and, and he knows how to raise money. He knows how to independently raise money, which like you look at another, like you look at Bernie Sanders. He was another guy that kind of now, of course, the, the well-spoken thing, that's kind of. Yeah, he's not know. actually that good of a public speaker. We need to go after the top 1%. <laughs> like, no, I mean, it's, you know, but I'm saying for him, liked liked by the ethnic vote, right? Mm. L- was able to raise money um, untraditionally. Um, like the, 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 this is, this is the kind of stuff that's going to, not only is it, is it, it's going, it's going to work or at the very, or at the very least, it's going to throw a wrench in the system. Like Bernie Sanders didn't win, but I feel like his movement won Trump the election. Like it, it definitely helped win the Trump the election because he was this outsider and this outsider was taking it to Hillary Clinton. Mm. And then Hillary Clinton um oh, DNC had to do some Bernie. Yeah, had to was do Bernie some, Sanders really an outsider? Like how long has he been? He a really he really he, he Yeah, he, he really played isn't. the outsider. Yes. He played the outsider. Yeah. Because I mean, there's no, there's no way he was going. I mean, is he establishment? Yeah, but was he going to be more establishment than Hillary Clinton? Not in your life. The um, and he could play that, but the problem is because he lost, because he lost, because Hillary Clinton won, and Bernie played the anti-establishment essentially. Those tr- those votes went to Trump, like those Bernie Sanders votes. Some of them, a lot, uh, enough of them went to Trump to 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 knock Hillary out in the election. I want to talk about AOC Alexandria Casio Cortez because she did something interesting. There was a Twitch stream going on, and she called into that Twitch stream and started chatting. She talked about how she loved the Nintendo 64 and was selling a bunch of games her friend had on it, and then she started to talk about politics a bit. And I want to say this on the record now, because I haven't, I think on this show, said it. I am terrified of her as a right-winger, of her running, because she is a female Trump in the making. Now, I know what you're thinking. No way. She's dumb. She's nowhere near as good as Trump. She's not as good as Trump by quite a bit right now. But she has the skills and she has adopted some of his techniques. 
Now, I'll tell you when I thought of this first. Right when um, she won her election in New York, mm-hmm. she said online when they were asking her about abolish ICE, which was her big thing that helped her and gained her attention, she said, well, maybe not about really abolish ICE. This is just a big first offer. And my antennas went right up because that is straight out of the art of the deal. That is straight out of the Trump playbook of making a big first off. Excuse me. It's my burger making me react. A big first off. What was that? Is, the, was is that it the out? burger or the milk? I said your Asperger. Oh, Asperger's. I don't have Asperger's. Uh, so the big first offer. You set that out on the table after negotiations, get exactly what you want, which is probably for her like reform of ice. That is when I first went, oh boy, this girl's got some game here. But, you know, I'll wait and see. And then I saw her social media. Have you seen her Instagram? If you haven't yet, you are doing yourself a disservice in terms of strategy because this girl is savvy and smart with it. She was doing Instagram videos, cooking macaroni and cheese in her apartment and talking to people. That is relatable to people that are struggling. People that are living in apartments that are just eating TV dinners and trying to make by is exactly what she's doing. She's just a girl from the Bronx trying to get by and whatever. You know, the details and the facts aside, this is the image that's coming off and it comes off as authentic. And you see her, like when that dance video came out and she was... You know, she did act a little ridiculous when she said, oh, Republicans are so angry about this. When only like one incel was angry about it. The point was her comeback to it was just like her doing a little sort of cute little dance like outside of her office. And I'm like, this is gold. She's memeing herself into higher office. She gets this game. Now, this is creating her a lot of attention. She's been on 60 Minutes. She's been on MSNBC. She's been on all these programs. And she's the youngest person to serve in Congress. She is a female Latina. And she is kicking the establishment's butt right now, and they don't like it. Nancy Pelosi's gunning up behind her, behind the scenes, trying to take her down. This is where it gets interesting. She, I think, is not stupid at all. She plays dumb at, in the interviews, like, this all, we're just going to help people, and it's going to be nice. You know, she has this kind of, like, doughy, softy, like, image she puts in, you know, in front of TV. But I think, I, first of all, I think she genuinely believes what she believes. But I think behind the scenes, she's a Machiavellian, um, you know, nasty, probably backstabbing, tough, aggressive person. We're already seeing her aggression. She stole tips from all the people at her, rest, her bar or restaurant she worked at. Like, this is a girl that's cunning and aggressive. So do not underestimate her conservatives. Because I keep seeing on Facebook and Twitter conservatives going, oh, my God, AOC so dumb. I'm like, guys, you are the ones being dumb here. Well, you are not recognizing this potential. Well, well, she is, she's done some stupid things before, but she's, she's very much a political creature. She's like the Hillary Clinton if she, Hillary Clinton actually had a chance. <laughs> she's trying to go and be like Trump. She knows what success looks like, and she's going to yes. try to emulate it. But she's completely ungenuine. If you if you break down into it, I think if Trump ran against her, there it would be no contest. But if we had someone like you know Mitt Romney, some like conservative like John Kasich or something, run against her, then yeah, I think that they'll they might lose because she at least appears to them to be in touch. She appears to be you know yeah. this is what a regular person does. 
Well, she did screw up recently. In 60 Minutes, she was doing... I keep mentioning 60 Minutes. Mm -hmm. But there was an interview where she did recently, but she was calling Trump a racist and doing all this stuff. And I said, you know what? That's going too far. Because now, at first, she was above the identity politics. You know, but now she's in it. And I'm like, that's a mistake. She's making mistakes, and it's because she's young. She's a rookie. She's going to learn, though. And that's why I'm saying I'm scared of her because socialism is seductive because it's free stuff. It makes you feel good and it taps into your selfishness to be safe, to be prosperous, to be get free stuff. You, it's it's something I don't know how you can beat. It's possible, <laughs> but uh, well, a couple things. But. Couple things. Couple things. One, okay. You you can be you can be really savvy. You can be really personally savvy, like with you know social media and the media, which is going to matter more. You know, uh, but be really dumb on policy, and that's um, and I and, and I believe you have to. You really do have to have something. Um, you kind of have to. You really do have to have a blend of the two. To really catch yeah. like the majority, like yeah, you're gonna have a base, you're gonna have a base, like everybody's gonna have a base, <laughs> but to 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 capture the the, the moderate, the, the majority, like the even the majority for for president, you're really gonna have to you you need some you need some straight clear like clear ish policy, you know, at least when Trump like when Trump did his. Um, when Trump did his little uh, tour, he had, you know, he had his promises. He had his, you know, the winning, the wall, the trade deals, the, you know, he had all of this stuff that he was saying that he was going to do. And it's kind of, it. it's not, the policy stuff is not as clear with AOC, which, you know, maybe, maybe she, like later on down the road, maybe it develops, maybe it gets better. Within well, time. here's the thing that's interesting when you say that there have, they've charted the alignment of both parties for like the past like 30 years on this one thing that Tim pool is showing the right has stayed relatively moderate. Mm -hmm. The left, it keeps going further left. And that's why I'm scared of her is because I'm afraid the left is going to keep going further left. I don't think they're going to moderate for any time soon. And in 10, 20 years, when she's old enough and more experienced, she can definitely tap into that. But well, if the left comes back forward and more to the middle, she will too, which is also why I'm scared because she's smart to know that. She can connect with people and get attention. Do not underestimate this girl is all I'm she's saying. She's also like, she's also poor too. <laughs> And I said, like, look, look, you remember when she said, you remember yeah, when she said, people, Phil? <laughs> look, she said, she said that she had trouble finding an apartment. She had trouble yeah. like paying bills, stuff like that. And people were mocking her. And I'm like, conservatives, so, you're being dumb. So <laughs> now, now we have seen a history of very progressive politicians <laughs> that came into the system and and Washington D.C. It will swallow you whole if you let it. Like yeah. if you're a young pot, if you're a young politician, you and and there's a lot of a lot of politicians. They come in there and they have good intentions and they want to make a leave. change and they legitimately yeah. want things. 
and they go to Washington, they get their butt kissed, they start getting treated and wined and dined and, you know, lobbied and all that. And it changes them. Mm. You know, you start seeing that, that moral fiber start to break down and, you well, know, that's so gonna that's going to be, that's going to be her biggest challenge. If she can curb that, maybe, maybe she'll be okay. But I've seen several in the course of my life. I've seen several progressive, popular, good looking, you know, I've seen several politicians that have fit that particular mold that have been gobbled up by DC. Well, I think her biggest issue is actually Nancy Pelosi and the establishment just primarying her because she doesn't have the money and the DNC has all the money. If AOC doesn't have dirt on Nancy and doesn't have things to keep them in her line, they are just going to get rid. They're going to take care of her. They're going to primary her out because they have the money, the media and the, the control. people with the money can play the long game. The long game is terrifying. Mm. I can play you. I can play to your weaknesses and then I can wait you out. Mm. Like it's like, it's no, like no, a I settlement. Don't think they're going to try to get rid of her. Huh? No. I think she's they're got a, she's a lot a of threat. Time. They're going to corrupt her. Right. Oh. That's what that, 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 well, that I agree with you on that one, but it's like, it's like a lawsuit, right? Like if you're going to, if you're suing a big company, right? The big company has the money. So then they like like if you don't have the the kind of money to be able yeah, to fight legally, yeah. they can play the long game and go, oh, we're gonna make this dude crack until we can lowball him with a with a settlement offer. When in reality, you can probably get much more. But if you don't, yeah, like it, it's 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 about positioning. And with with Pelosi being establishment being that entrenched with DC and then having the money it, she can play such an advantage over somebody like AOC mm. where, you know, they can, he, she can maneuver box her out. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I mean, I, she's social AOC. She's, she brings something fresh and that, and you know, take, take that how you want. But, but she it that that kind of freshness it can be it can be derailed it yeah. can be with the right the and and Nancy Pelosi she's no idiot she is very intelligent like i, I and you know respect your enemies respect what they're capable of Nancy yeah. Pelosi is capable of quite a bit at this juncture so i mean but that's a question. That's the question. Like that, that, and that's a question with any any popular face that comes in, and you know, like well, and, and like Obama, another guy, right? Mm. Another politician who's young, connected with the people, was you <laughs> know, and, 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 and he could raise he could raise money independently. Yeah. Um, but he knew. Like he taught, he he taught conservative law at Columbia uh, or constitutional law at Columbia. So he was able, like he had a good grasp. AOC mm. doesn't really have that grasp. So not, not in that of a, like a Barack Obama. So you, you, she's got her work cut out for her. Well, see, well, see I, I think that the left has two, really two options. 
Either they're gonna go and try to go, and, you know, destroy her, or they're gonna try to go and make her their apprentice. And I think, you know, the 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 cat's out. You know, what's gonna happen? Like from this point, but I think if they were smart, they go and try to go and turn into some sort of apprentice. Yeah, because they know that it's gonna be, you know, she'd be a decent politician or pretty pretty dang good. If they keep her on the straight and narrow, you know, don't do anything really stupid for the next, you know, 10 years. But she's going to lose a little bit of her essence in the fact that she's not a career politician, because by then she will be. But, and, you know, by then they might have someone else who would be like a AOC Mark II. But yeah. if they're smart, they just go and keep her for, uh, you know. They might try to do that, and I think it might fail. I think that's what's going to happen, because she's probably right now trying to find all the dirty secrets on Nancy Pelosi, all the dirty secrets on all these top people to have some dirt on them to fight back, because she she's smart, Machiavellian, cunning, and she's got, she's got to learn how to play the game. And I think she's going to learn real quick, but... I'm very like I have to, this is something the left I know doesn't do as much as the right or, or at all the right always can correct their own or criticize their own and you know they're willing to punch right when it's necessary and I'm punching very hard right here on this because I I'm really getting tired of conservatives just saying how dumb she is because that is not an effective strategy at all haven't you learned from 2016? The Democrats well, called... an effective strategy against her? The only effective one that I can come up with right now is to ignore her. That's the only thing. And that's not even that effective. Because when you call somebody dumb, that, that doesn't well, mean anything. Because if, either people think all politicians are dumb, or when you tell the other side that likes this person so much they're dumb, they don't care. The left said Trump was dumb for the longest time. They're still doing well, it. Do we care? No, because we think he's well, what smart. What about this? What if we get our own version? What if we get someone else who's like straight yes. out of college? Doesn't <laughs> have crazy dirt. Basically be the right-wing version of this, a conservative person from college who doesn't have dirt. That's you know? what you need to do, too. Here's, okay, so so the problem, and, and again, you're talking about money and establishment. So, the, so like... With with money, it's all about you know creating yeah. You know, like with politicians, it's like if you're going to try to remove somebody, it's all about destroying an image, finding dirt, all that. Like again, with money, you can hire the right people to find dirt, present the present the image, and, and smear her in the best possible way in the best possible time to be able to do it in. Whereas, you know, like AOC, you're really kind of, you're really kind of handicapped going against the establishment. That's ableist. Hmm? I said, that's ableist. Well, see, what they ought to <laughs> go and have happen, I think then you get people on the internet chain, just going to start compiling information on her, but don't have any main mean like major media, like Fox News report on it. Just keep it in there so that when she does come out, it's going to release all the dogs of war at once. Yes. Don't just go and like set up these little small things right now and just throw them out because that's gonna make you know you look petty. But once she goes and runs, you know, release it. Keep keep tracking it, but don't like throw it all out until it's time. Yeah. Keep yeah. keep some ammo in the chamber. Yeah, yeah. I think you need, definitely need to do that, and and you need to think of some sort of nickname to give her because Trump's good at that, where he brands his opponents like Crooked Hillary, Little Marco, Lion Ted. Uh, you know, those things stick. 
Now, I don't know what you can use against her to stick with her. If you just call her, like, AOC is right now a cool nickname for her. You know, nobody's got that. Her name was kind of a mouthful, and now it's AOC. Boom. You know, that's good well, for her. If we do, if we can get enough dirt on her, maybe she can be Crooked Cortez at some point. <laughs> well, you need a different term than Crooked, but, yeah, I get where you're going, which is Crazy good. Cortez... Uh, a communist Cortez, so I'd probably go pretty good. Yeah, that might. I, it's just, it's hard because, like I said, there's, this is why I'm yelling at conservatives right now. It's just, and I'm going to say, I've said like three times already, but calling her dumb is not effective. Well, you, don't do it right now. Just keep it in the chamber. Keep yes. it in the Yeah, because right now you're just giving her so much attention. Like, you throw it out all at once, she's going to have you know, practice defending herself against it. Just keep it, just keep on the bomb. Don't pay attention to her, but keep recording all this. Have your people keep that down. And then when it comes time, when she does something, a, a power move, you know, whether it be Unload. running for president or running for something else, then release it. Yeah. Well, did you see, she, she said recently, this was dumb. She was talking about, I think something. And she said, we're going to run train on them. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's the stuff that you can go and use to your advantage. And then yeah. Rose, it was her and the other like politician from Dearborn, Michigan. <laughs> like, the one who like said Trump's a blanking racist or something. And she was like, oh, yeah, you gotta get him for stuff like that just to go and kind of like, you know, just use that to your advantage in the small game. It's not going to make big changes of minds, mm. but it'll help with the mob who don't really care one way or the other. That's important stuff, but like you know, her dancing, no one cares. Yeah, it's just like, a meme that makes your, her better. Keep your like metal detectors out for the important things, and don't let the little things like her dancing, because she has a ton of stuff. Like you know, she's she's a communist. Yeah. Like start tracking dirt. I mean, you gotta have a larger anti-communist movement in this country. Work on that. Well, thank you for listening. We'll be back next week with more real news.